In addition to our existing patrols, effective today, the Toronto Police Service will be increasing our daily presence within the transit system. We will do this primarily through a significant number of callback shifts, which are shifts filled by off-duty officers in an overtime capacity. You're listening to More in the Morning on News Talk 1010 Toronto. That's Toronto's new police chief, Myron Demkew, who is going to be live in studio at 8.05 this morning. Very much looking forward to that conversation. We've had a lot of visits from police chiefs over the years, but this one in particular is, well, I've never met him. And neither of you, perhaps. So it'll be our chance to get the uh, measure of the man. And, you know, every police chief has their philosophy about how they want to run the police force and what they want the police force's relationship to be with the many communities in Toronto. So perhaps we'll get a measure of that as well. But back to the issue, which we'll also discuss, which is that yesterday afternoon, they made the announcement that 80 police officers were going to be deployed to the TTC. Joining us now is our crime specialist, a former police officer and former detective himself, and that's Mark Mendelson. Mark, nice to have you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, John. Okay, what's your immediate takeaway in this? Well, I mean, there's a lot of balls in the air. The immediate issue, I think, that everybody in this city, certainly every transit rider was concerned about, was their own safety and the safety of the TTC employees who are working every day on the equipment. I think that's clear. That's all we've talked about on the radio. That's all that's been in the media for the last couple of weeks. So how do you deal with that? In the immediacy, I think what what the chief and the city have done is the right immediate action. It is it is it is short term. It's not going to be a long term solution, but it addresses the the sort of biggest crisis they're dealing with right now, and that's the public safety. Let's be fair. Although it's it's probably re- reasonable to infer that, you know, many of these uh, sort of stranger on stranger stabbings that we've been uh, seeing in the TTC over the last couple of weeks, the stranger and stranger assaults and, and women being set on fire, there's a, a reasonable inference to draw that there's going to be a mental health issue component to that. But let's not forget that some of these other incidents, like the BB guns, like the swarming assaults, like the assaults that are taking place by individuals, these are not mental health issues. These are criminals. I don't care what age they are. If you're 15 years old and you bring a, a pellet rifle into the, into a subway station or, or you shoot a TTC employee, that's a criminal offense. So there's two different sort of tangents that everybody has to go on. The mental health aspect, the homeless aspect, the, the, the drug addiction situation, all of that and how it plays out in stranger on stranger events in the TTC. And then there are the criminal offenses as well. You know, our, our sister station CP24 is playing a video of a purse snatch yesterday in the subway of, of, of a woman who's tackled. There's no mental health issue there. The guy was robbing her. Clear and simple. So how do you address it? You make people feel better and feel safe by being in the TTC. And one of the things that they all want to see and initial responses from the public so far in the last 12, 14 hours has been positive that they feel better with the visual presence and the visual deterrent of uniforms, whether it's special constables, whether it's Toronto police, or whether it's the TTC having their supervisors in uniform on the platforms and on the uh, on the other equipment that's being run. In the longer term, John, 
it's great to say that we're hot, you know, the TDC are going to hire, you know, 25 or 50 more, uh, you know, special constables. They need to be hired. They need to be vetted. They need to be trained. Then they need to be out on the, out on the road with, with a mentor or a coach officer. That's going to take some time. But what the police can do is right now, as we sit, put those 80 officers out there, let people feel more comfortable, maybe deter some of that sort of crime that's being, you know, being committed by these people who do not have mental health issues. They're just criminals. And let's get rid of that first. Then you, you got to start dealing with the mental health workers. John, you can't just have a job fair and say we want to hire 50 mental health and addiction crisis workers and they show up and then three days later, you put them on a subway platform. It doesn't work that way. That type of employment pool does not exist so these things are going to take more time to deal with both of them are equally important to us as a city and to people who ride transit on a regular on a regular basis and that's where we sit so look at this is not the answer but it's a pretty good start and are you able to speak to the mechanics of this because we were just playing a clip of the new chief of police and he was saying that these would be off-duty officers so we're going to have the usual complement of officers who would normally be working on the streets of toronto and elsewhere and then we're going to throw in 80 and pay them overtime, which sounds kind of expensive. It will be expensive, and I think he was fair to uh, to admit that yesterday in, in the press conference. So what happens is uniform officers work shift work. Sometimes they work seven days straight, and they get six days off, seven days and five, different pilot projects going on, but it, it essentially they are, they get a number of days off, usually in a row, two, three, four, or five days, depending on how, how long they've worked. During that time, they can make themselves avail, available for what's called pay duties. So when you go to a Blue Jay game or a Leaf game or construction sites, those officers are not on-duty officers as part of the regular complement. They're on their days off on their own time. So what, we're, what they're going to do now is they're going to have a callback situation where officers who are on their days off and are not otherwise occupied by being in court or other things, they can make themselves available to work those shifts uh, on their days off. So yeah, are they going to be tired? Yes. Is, is it going to be expensive? Absolutely. But I think the chief yesterday was saying they'll just address it on a sort of day by day, week by week to see how things are going. It won't be every day they're going to get 80 officers, John. There may be some days they can only get 60 because they have other legal commitments in terms of their job. But I think we're going to see a, a, a large rollout of uniform presence. I think people are going to feel better about it in the short term. In the meantime, all the other stakeholders can start to get together and decide what we're going to do about crisis workers, addiction workers, having intervention people on the, on the subways and streetcars and on the platforms. And we're going to have to play it out. But at least we'll be able to measure a decrease in crime over the next three or four weeks, I'm hoping. Um, and, and, you know, and the, and the officers are not going to be ignoring people with mental health issues in the transit system. They'll be dealing with those as well. But it's that visual deterrent that makes people feel safe and comfortable and that's what they want right now any through any mainstream media you know periodical you look at that's what people want they want to be safe well a few less bb gun attacks would be great thanks a lot sir have a good uh, have a good morning have a good weekend